Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, and we're back for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. I hope that y'all are doing well, wherever you are. Hope that your day is going good, and I sure do appreciate y'all joining me. I, I say this often, and, and that's fine, kind of like that country song that said, overuse I love you with your spouse. Uh, I want to make sure that y'all know how grateful I am that you give me a little bit of your time each day because I know that's a precious commodity in so many families. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, I appreciate y'all kind of going out on a limb here and, and appreciate y'all continuing to help the podcast to grow because it is. And I'm ever grateful for that. So thank y'all so much. So we're going to take one of our little walks down the road. We have one puppy dog so far. We'll see who else joins us, if anyone. And I'm going to finish up a topic that I promised y'all last episode. And I promised y'all that it was the more important, and it is to me, uh, vastly more important. And the last episode was extremely important to our country. So hopefully that gives you an idea, at least of my opinion of this topic. I'm going to break this down into two parts, folks, and I, I hope that the first one is encouraging to a lot of y'all and and kind of frames your, gets your mindset, helps get a little bit right. And then the second one, I guess more than the first one even, I hope kind of gets your, helps get your priorities squared away if they're not already, folks. And I know that sounds arrogant. I don't mean it to, but... If we're being honest, the state of our country today, we need a little bit of uh, priority rearrangement. So the first one that I'm going to start off with here is, I, I want to say this at the beginning. If you are not a Christian, because I know that there's some people out there listening to the podcast who, who may not be, I would encourage you to listen to this first part anyway. In fact, I would encourage you to listen to this first part perhaps even more than the Christians who I'm really talking to. But nonetheless, at any rate, that, that's what I wanted to say. So for those of y'all who are Christians that listen to the podcast, there's a lot of really dark stuff going on in the world today. Uh, and it can be just overwhelmingly depressing at times, just just to the point where you can just hardly stand it on a day-to-day -day basis if you're really aware of what's going on. And I'm not trying to belittle those. That's a main reason that I do this podcast, so I certainly think that the issues that we face today are extraordinarily important. There's a quote I need to dig up by Abigail Adams at some point. I think she wrote in a letter to her husband, John Adams, talking about the revolution was the time when great men wanted to live because it was such a momentous time, even though it was such a dangerous and, and changing time. And so I, I think that we live in one of those situations right now today. We're in one of those times, folks, where it's momentous things, both great and evil, are going to happen. Um, so, But even with that said, 
we have so much to take encouragement from folks as Christians. The truths that God lays out in the Bible. And I just want to read through some of these because I do think it's the most important thing for us to cling to is that base truth of God and Jesus Christ and the fact that they're in control. Because it's not like bad things have not happened before in this world, folks. And, and we need to remember at the end of the day whose we are, who we belong to. So that even when we're going through these dark things and talking about them, and they need to be talked about, folks. They need to be talked about a heck of a lot more than they are being talked about. But we need to, in the back of our head, we always need to remember who we belong to and who's really in control. And so I just wanted to read through some verses that I hope will give y'all some peace and some encouragement and maybe kind of put things in perspective a little bit if they aren't. And it's hard for me to start anywhere, really, I think, without starting in John. (laughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him, Jesus, is not condemned. Folks, that's so, so important to remember. That God was willing to give up his only son for us, each of us individually. Folks, if there was only one person in this world to be saved... I am firmly convinced that Jesus Christ would still have come. Because it is on an individual basis. It's the exact opposite of what we hear from the world, from the left, from communists and socialists, about this this unit, right? Where they put everybody into this one big group. Jesus Christ comes for each of us individually. And we're going to have to stand, just as a side note, individually, folks. There's not going to be anybody around us making excuses for us or that we can point to and say, well, it's really their fault. We're going to have to stand or fall on our own based on that faith or lack thereof in Jesus Christ. And that faith, folks, I feel, at least for me, I feel this is very important to say, this faith uh, in 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 a worldly sense, I guess, is... It's not some magical, mystical moment, folks. Faith is a choice that you make. You get up and you choose whether you're going to have faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God each day or not. But if you do take comfort in this, that God was willing to send His only Son knowing that He would die for you. So all this other stuff that's going on in the world right now, remember that and cling to it, folks. Cling to it dearly. This next quote is one I stumbled, this next verse, folks, is one I stumbled on uh, with my girls recently, and it's, it's really comforting when you sit there. This is a quote from, this is a verse from Job, and Job, if you're not familiar with him, had just, he had lost everything, lost his children, lost all his money, he was a very wealthy man, lost all of his livestock, just everything, folks, everything. He was sick. He had lost it all. And this is still his comment. For I know 
that my Redeemer lives. And he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Folks, realize whatever pain the world has to offer, whatever trouble is coming for us individually or as a nation, that if you put your faith in Christ, at one day you will see Him face to face in a new body. And there will be no more tears. And take comfort in that. Take a lot of comfort in that. This next verse, folks, is out of John again. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. This is Jesus speaking, if y'all don't know that. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my Father also. Folks, uh, this is not, that's not always a direct correlation. I had a really uh, phenomenal pastor years ago that would tell the story. He said, we got to make sure that we're discerning why we're being persecuted. Because there's a difference in being persecuted for following Christ and being persecuted for, well, I'll give you his example. He said, if you go to a job uh, and you follow Jesus Christ and they get on, they fire you for that, that's one thing. That is persecution because you follow Jesus Christ. But if you go to this job and this job tells you that you have to wear white slacks to work every day, that's part of the uniform, that's part of the routine, and you come in and wear black and blue and purple and brown and every other color but white every day and they fire you you didn't get fired because you were being persecuted for Jesus Christ you got fired because you're an idiot right and so this doesn't this correlation is not always hard and fast folks I'm prefacing this but typically today the more the left and the world gets mad at you, the more they hate you, the more the people that stand up for values that go directly against our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Jesus Christ, the more assured you can be that you're doing the right thing, a good thing. I don't get in, I try, although this is getting harder and harder to, to keep to stick to in this podcast, but I try and stay out of really current events because I think there's a lot of other people out there that do it and I feel like we kind of need to be looking back right now to get a firm foundation but this abortion ban in Texas that just got passed this week there's a lot of people out there that are really furious and you got to take a minute to let this sink in they are mad that Texas is preventing people from ripping apart literally ripping apart their own babies 
Well, if people are getting mad at you for supporting that, it's a pretty good idea that you're probably doing the right thing. So just re remember Jesus's words and realize that if they hated him and you're following him, they're going to hate you too. And if they follow him and you are following him, then they're going to follow you too. So that's just kind of a little bit of a rule of thumb. Not hard and fast, as I said. Another point, and I won't go back and read because this is really a long story in and of itself, but you know, Israel, Old Testament folks, they messed up so bad so often that eventually God said, and he gave them, folks, he gave them chance after chance after chance after chance. I mean, just, just almost just centuries of chances. And finally he said, all right, folks, y'all, you know, you're just not listening. Um, so these Babylonians, they're going to come in, they're going to destroy your cities, and they're going to take you captive. But one day you'll get to come back. I can only imagine that that must have just been absolutely heartbreaking for those Israelites that loved God, because there had to be some and that loved their nation to be carted off in captivity to Babylon, especially a lot of them knowing they would never get back and see Israel again in their lifetime. Folks, I have no idea what God has in store for America today. We may be the last generation that truly gets to enjoy any sense of freedom. Uh, we may be the last generation where America is completely whole. We may be on a downward spiral. I have no idea. And nobody else does either. Only God knows that. But this I can tell you, if you, if you cling to God and Jesus Christ, just like the Israelites, you can know that even in those dark hours where their country was being destroyed and they were being shipped off, that he was still in control, he still had their best interests at heart, he still loved them dearly. And for some of us, we really need to hear that because there's a lot of us, myself included, that love this country. Just almost almost more than we should probably but it's okay folks whatever happens to this country and I'm not telling anybody out there not to fight like crazy for this country and for the future of this country but we need to understand that it's okay in the end because God's got it figured out just like he did with the Israelites in the Old Testament he's got it figured out and maybe Maybe America will go on for another three or four centuries. Who knows? One can only hope. But either way, he's got it figured out. And then the last one for this first part, and I'm running kind of long here already, is that it's a quote from, it's a verse out of Revelation. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. 
Folks, at some point, whatever situation you're in today and whatever comes down in the future, uh, realize that if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you trust Him, acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior, ask forgiveness for your sins, and admit that He's the Son of God, that He died on the cross and was raised from the dead three days later as a sacrifice for our sins, to take the place of our sins, there will come a day where there will be no more tears and no more sorrow and no more pain. And so even in this dark, crazy world, take encouragement in that. Make that your core so that even when you get really upset and distressed at the things that are going on in this world, that you can cling to that core belief, that core faith, right? And trust that He will see you through whatever situation He puts you in. So important, folks, because I, I know that I... Lord knows my wife could talk to y'all about this. Man, I'm, I'm pretty down a lot of days as far as our country and the situation that we're in as a nation. Uh, and I, and I, don't, I don't apologize for that in the sense that I think we need to be talking about it. I think the reason that we're in the mess that we're in right now is because so many people are uncomfortable. They don't want to talk about the hard stuff. It's, I, just want to, I just want to watch my football on TV. I just want to do this or this or this. I don't want to talk about that hard stuff, right? Well, that's, that's why we're here. And so I, I make no apologies for talking about the hard things consistently and constantly and talking about them in the light that they're in. They're dark. But at the core, folks, we've got to cling to that hope in Jesus Christ and know that, that no matter what comes for us or for our country, that we have that hope that one day we will be in heaven with God for eternity and there will be no more pain and no more sorrow. There will be joy and happiness and laughter and Lord knows what else. C.S. Lewis makes a great description of it in his book, The Great Divorce, if you haven't read it before. Phenomenal book. Uh, makes me smile every time I read it. At any rate, folks, I have pushed up against the window again. I'm going to leave you all be for tonight or for today or for wherever it is, wherever you are. I appreciate so much your time. And uh, I will, I'll come back. I'm going to probably, maybe next one. Uh, we need to have another conversation. Every so often we talk about priorities. And, uh, and that was what I was going to try and get to in the second half of this. And we may do that next time. But pretty soon we will, folks. Um, I think we got our priorities pretty dang out of line in this country. I don't think, as arrogant as this sounds, I know we do. Uh, and we've got to get them back on track or we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day, wherever you are. Whatever your sphere of influence is, folks, remember that you have it and use it to spread the light and the truth. Even if it's just a little bit, it helps. God bless you all. God bless America. And we will talk to y'all again real soon.